0: Welcome to a new episode of Sixers Daily. I'm going to be recapping Philly's 125-113 preseason win over the Raptors. Before I give you the details of some of the things I liked and didn't like, don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your fix, we are there. And of course, we always appreciate a five-star review if you're inclined to give us one. And also, don't forget, check out libertyballers.com for all your Sixers need. So, as I mentioned off the top, much better outing for the Sixers in this one compared to what we saw in the opener in Toronto. They got a 12-point win. Uh, obviously, it helps that you have Joel Embiid and, and Tobias Harris back in the lineup. Uh, interesting note, though, for this one. Even though they they had the starters, you know, in terms of Danny Green, as I mentioned, Joe and, and Toby out there, Doc went with Shake Milton over, over Tyrese Maxey as the starting, quote-unquote, point guard. The Sixers offense did look pretty good in terms of we saw a lot more screen and rolls, with, especially with Toby and, and Joel off the top where uh, Joel was coming up to set the screen, and that enabled Harris to find Danny Green early who had eight points in the first quarter, including two threes where he was wide open, hit the shot, no problem. It was butter. You knew it was as soon as it left his hand. But a, a shaky start for Milton. You can see the pun that I made there. But anyways, <laughs> uh, shake Milton. A little bit too much of what we've seen over his time really as as a sixer is inconsistency when he was on the court to begin the game forcing it a lot in terms of trying to penetrate uh putting his head down and barreling into a defender and not really letting the game come to him so i don't know how long doc's gonna feel confident in terms of going with milton in the starting lineup um tyrese Maxey looked great as a reserve he kind of was was the was the catalyst for the second unit Uh, We saw that obviously last season at points, but he's looking a lot more confident. He finished with 14 points in this one in just 21 minutes. So he looked really good. And really the Sixers offensively uh, look good overall. They had seven guys hit double figures. George Niang, another newcomer, finished with 16. Uh, Andre Drummond, another impressive performance with 10 points and and seven rebounds. Also a little bit more involved in the offense in terms of uh, setting the screen up high. Usually it was for Maxi at that point uh, coming off. And, And so we might see the Sixers start to do that a little bit more this season is getting Joel and, and andre drummond w- when they're on the court hopefully separately uh coming up and setting screen for whoever it might be toby seth curry uh tyrese maxey and trying to roll out of that and find the shooters because the sixers did have a lot of shooting on the floor today and that resulted in 18 three-pointers that they made on 37 attempts so when you hit you know 48.6 percent of your outside jumpers chances are you are going to win Um, But like I mentioned, Shake again, going back to him, he struggled a bit. And then when he got back on in the second quarter, he looked like a different player in terms of he was a little bit more calm, letting things come to him. If there was an opportunity to drive, he took it. If there was an opportunity to take a shot, he jacked it. And I think that's what the Sixers need from him on a more consistent basis is we don't need you to go out there just because you have the label of de facto point guard just based off the lineup out there it doesn't mean you have to do something outside of your realm. And I think that's something the Sixers will work on with Shake as things go forward. I mean, he had a real nice possession at the end of the first half. Uh, the Sixers were trying to go two for one, ended up finding Seth Curry for a wide open three in the corner, and he hit that. Uh, the Sixers hit 12 threes over the opening two quarters and had a 71-55 lead at the break. Uh, they also did a good job defensively of limiting the fast break points for the Raptors. We, we saw that in the opener where Toronto was able to take advantage off of – Bad shots that the Sixers were taking where there was too early and the offense wasn't set. And that allowed a versatile athletic team like the Raptors to get out and run. And the Sixers didn't seem like they had an answer for that in the first game, did a much better job of that in this one. Uh, Another thing I wanted to point out. So it was interesting to hear doc talk about this during practices and his media availabilities that he wanted to find a way to get Isaiah Joe on the court a little bit more. And he did just that, uh, Isaiah got on the court with roughly three and a half minutes left in the second quarter, and and showed what he could do once again. Like you know, in terms of his defensive energy and his activity, he was all over the court and 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 giving fits to the Raptors guards. And and just the way he carries himself, he ended up finishing with two steals, uh, fifteen points, three or four from beyond the arc. He's gonna make it hard for Doc not to give him some minutes if he keeps doing this for the next couple of preseason games and showing out in practice. He's absolutely going to make it difficult for Doc to try and look at this and say, how can I keep this guy off the court because of what he brings to the table? And sure, you know, he's slender and he might get pushed around a little bit, but he's going to have to learn how to play positionally in terms of, OK, I might be undersized a little bit, but I can make up for that with my quickness. I can make up with that with feistiness, getting into passing lanes, deflecting passes. And I think that's what we saw from Isaiah Joe, that he did a really good job. And he has the last two games of just being active and, and showing that he belongs in the NBA. So I'd be surprised if Doc doesn't give him more run, maybe in preseason game number three on Monday against the Nets, definitely in game number four. But if he's doing this, it's going to be hard to keep him off the court, especially because he brings, you know, shooting and a defensive ability, which again, other than maybe Danny Green, the Sixers might lack that. Uh, another newcomer who looked really really good is George Niang. He was one of the seven Philly players who ended up in double figures in this one. Hit 4 of 7 from beyond the arc. The Sixers desperately needed that from the four spot. He looks like he'll be able to pro- provide that in droves as a veteran. Uh looked again really good defensively engaged, diving for loose balls just in a preseason game. Um uh, you know, gaining some love with the, with the, with the Philly faithful there and and really just doing a good job of again being active because I think the concern with the Sixers has nothing to do with the defensive end. We know how good they're going to be. And losing Ben, obviously an all NBA defensive type player, uh, is going to hurt. But the Sixers still have a ton. And, and you know, we saw that with Joel Embiid early on where he's guarding a smaller guy in Precious Achua. But, I mean, he made a couple of plays, including one in the first quarter where the Raptors were basically running a play that was going to result in a lob for Achua. I mean, Embiid just sniffed that out right away. And so, you know, seeing Joe being the anchor of the defense in this one, I think was a good reminder of how much they were missing in the opener against the Raptors. So, I think defensively they're good. They have a bunch of these guys who can, who are really hard nosed and tough players, and are going to make it hard for the other team to score. Uh, so, I think defensively they're going to be maybe a not as good. Of course, you're going to be missing Ben, a, a, an elite, you know, defensive player, but still pretty damn good in terms of the bigger scope of things when it comes to the nba offensively though there were some moments where you are looking at this with a bit of a concern uh i like tyrese Maxey with the second unit in terms of he's the guy with with the with the bench mob you can get andre Drummond the ball on the block if you need to uh, he finished with 10 points and seven boards but you know maxi when he's when he's penetrating and he's kind of the guy and the ball is in his hands You know, he finished with 14 points, five assists too. So he was finding the open men as well. Uh, I love what he brings, but there were moments that the offense looked stale, particularly in the third quarter where the Raptors did make a, a run to try and get back into it. You know, as I mentioned, the Sixers were up by 16 at the half, but the Raptors did start making a run and chipping away at that. And that wasn't necessarily the result of bad defense. That was just a result of the fact that offensively they were struggling with, again, with one thing that we've obviously talked about without Ben is how are they going to be able to create off the top? And Tobias Harris was struggling, you know, shake Milton again, up and down, but during that stretch, he wasn't very good, but the guy who kind of kept him afloat was Seth Curry. And I noticed that, you know, being at training camp and, and watching the Sixers practice, Seth was putting in extra work with the, with the coaches every single time once the team was off the court and he was trying to get better at catch and shoot, catch and shoot. And, you know, he's in the corner waiting to catch from one of the coaches or the trainers and jacking it up. And he was making a lot. And so it's like, you know, Seth has always been a, a very good three-point shooter, but it looked like he he's trying to get to another level when it comes to how dependent he is with, with hitting those. And, and again, being quicker with catching and shooting it, that was noticeable as well. In that third quarter, where he really came alive and, and helped keep the Sixers' offense afloat because they were struggling at getting penetration in the third, and I think this is something that everybody would expect, considering you're missing your your starting you know basically primary ball handler in Simmons, but that is one area where it's going to be up and down I think until the Sixers find out a way that they basically have to go with a a rotation and a, and an offensive scheme that it's five guys kind of playing off of each other more so than we're going to try and get the ball in, you know, one guy or two guys hands and feed off of that. So again, I think these are some of the kinks that the Sixers will need to iron out as we get into the regular season. But like I mentioned, I mean, overall much better effort in this one against the Raptors Um, looked much better shooting the ball, 48.6% from deep. They were attacking a little bit more in terms of getting to the free throw line made a a 76.5% of their, of their, free throws as well so again that's not a worry so far and like i said defensively they were doing a lot better job getting back uh limiting the 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 points off of the turnovers that the raptors really killed them on in the in the opener but uh the fast break points just raptors just didn't have the opportunities to get out and another big difference in this one was the sixers were able to challenge the three-point shooters they held the wraps to 11 of 37 shooting from beyond the arc, which is amazing. I mean, hopefully you can hold teams to 30, 33, 34% somewhere around there uh, below league average. And you'll be in a pretty good spot in terms of how many points you're giving up overall. And I, I really like that from the way the, the Sixers were getting out and challenging. Even there was a couple of times where uh, Joel ended up on a switch and he was able to get, get his hand up and, and, you know, alter the shot. And so I, again, I think this is going to be a work in progress, but I like what I saw in terms of the depth, you know, with the new guys by Niang and, and Drummond, clearly an upgrade over what the Sixers had coming off the bench at the four and five last season. Uh, Isaiah Joe, by all accounts, put in a ton of work this offseason and the way he looks early on in the, in the meaningless games that they are right now. But he's showing that, hey, you know, Doc Rivers has to have something to think about when it comes to get this young man on the court. And like I said, he might not be highly touted, he might not be, you know, a, a superstar in the making, but at 22 years old, you know, he still has a ton of, of potential and a ton of growth to, to turn into a everyday rotation player and, and possibly a, a fringe starter. And if the Sixers can get that from him, that would be a huge bonus going into the regular season. That'll wrap it up for this episode. Don't forget, as I mentioned, you could subscribe to the Liberty Ballers podcast network. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, you name it. We are there. And of course, check out LibertyBallers.com, where Paul, Steve, Dave, the entire crew will have you covered as we gear up for the start of the regular season. More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier.